Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. It's really critically important because it doesn't just protect your well-being, which obviously is very important and, and kind of protects you from trying to do everything and burning out. But even more importantly than that, it enables you to have time to say yes when the time is right. So when people come up with really good ideas, things that are going to really drive you and your team towards that strategic vision that you're working towards. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're talking about the last one of my frequently asked questions that I get asked all the time. And this is how can I say no with confidence? And normally this is a follow-up question. So this comes halfway through a conversation when I'm talking to somebody about the fact that they're not managing to do the things that they really want to be focusing on. So they're not managing to have time for their strategic priorities. They're feeling pretty exhausted. They're feeling pretty close to burnout. We're talking about the quantity of work on their plate. And we've identified some things that maybe they don't need to be doing or they can pass over to someone else. And the question is, how can I say no to that? I don't feel confident enough to say no to some of these requests on my time. And this is equally applicable to people anywhere within schools. It doesn't matter whether you are just starting out in your career, you know, as an administrator or whether you are a head. It's actually really critically important that we learn how to say no with confidence. And we're going to be talking this time about how it's really critically important because it doesn't just protect your well-being, which obviously is very important and, and kind of protects you from trying to do everything and burning out. But even more importantly than that, it enables you to have time to say yes when the time is right. So when people come up with really good ideas, things that are going to really drive you and your team towards that strategic vision that you're working towards, 
even when those really really fantastic ideas come up often you're kind of thinking well I just don't have time for that on top of everything else it's because you fail to say no to some of the previous things which means you no longer have time to say yes to the really innovative creative fantastic ideas that yourself and people around you are having so this episode what we're going to talk about is we're going to kind of work through three steps together basically first is identifying your why so what's your personal why as to why you want to be able to say no with confidence more what are you going to say no to so identifying what actually you can stop doing and then finally and this is what really trips people up i think is how will you say no how are you going to communicate to people around you potentially people more senior than you that you actually are going to say no to that and we'll finish off with a few top tips as well I just want to pause for a moment to say thank you to you. The Independent School podcast has now passed its second birthday, published more than 100 episodes and has had over 6,000 listens. As the founder and host of this podcast, I've been really humbled by the number of people who have told me that it's really helped them. From school heads who've rushed up to me at conferences and told me how it's been a real guide for them through tricky times through to experienced directors of development who have said it reassures them that they're on the right track. So thank you for listening and for all your kind comments along the way. If this podcast is helping you, then I invite you to join the 300 people who have asked to get my weekly emails. That way you'll hear about each episode as it's published, as well as the special offers that I only tell people about when they're on my mailing list. So to get my weekly emails, you can go to www.consultjuliet.com .co.uk slash sign up. So first of all, understanding your personal why. Why is it that you need to be saying no more in your working life? Saying no is really hard. We know that. That's why people come to me with this question. And if you know why you're trying to say no, it can reinforce your resolve, if you like, your your confidence in standing your ground and saying no when it matters. So the first step that I recommend people thinking about is to understand your personal, uniquely you, personally, your why. Why do you want to say no more? And things that often come up when I talk to people about this are the long hours that they're working, the fact that they feel like there's this constant stream of distractions around them, these all these small things that they're not saying no to, which means that they're not getting the most important things done. And then potentially that's leading back into those long hours because they're having to get those important things done when the office is quiet. And eventually this leads to burnout. I've seen it. I've experienced it. It is not fun. It is not where you want to be. And it is not helping you or your school. So thinking about why is it that you want to say no more and then understanding a little bit as well what's stopping you at the moment what is getting in your way is it just a confidence issue is it the fact that you're not quite confident enough about what you should be saying yes and no to that when it comes to it you sort of waver and give in understanding what's stopping you from being confident and saying no at the moment is going to be really important in helping you to learn and get this kind of this habit that you can get into this rhythm you can get into about confidently understanding what you're going to be saying no to that's the first thing i think i'd invite you to reflect on and think about once you've understood that personal why the next step is understanding what are you going to say no to And there are two general categories here about the things that you're going to be saying no to. So the first category are things that overstep your boundaries. This is to do with ethics, morals, the 
areas that you feel comfortable with, the things where you feel you're in your comfort zone and you want to be taking a little bit outside your comfort zone is fine, but not taken way beyond your comfort zone or your your confident capabilities. Understanding that if you're trying to say no to something because it oversteps your boundaries, you absolutely have rights to state what those boundaries are, to explain to a line manager why what you're being asked to do oversteps those boundaries, share your concerns with them and then move forwards. I'm not going to talk about that type of saying no in a huge for a huge amount of time today because actually that that is an area that a lot of other speakers talk about a lot of work is out there around your setting your boundaries and maintaining them but it is really important to understand that if you feel uncomfortable about something that's a really good gut instinct to follow up on talk to other people find out whether that kind of validate if you like that feeling is this just me or is this something I just feel isn't quite within um, my ethics or my morals does this overstep your boundaries in some way and then being able to articulate that with others is really important that's the first category the second category is the area that I really really specialize in and focus on and that is where you're being asked to do something which just isn't strategic use of your time and resource that might be because you've always done something some particular way and you've come into a new role and you're looking at it thinking this is really inefficient or we could use technology to do this much faster uh, or duplicating work between departments something has shifted and changed which means we no longer need to do this for some reason that means that those activities are no longer a strategic use of your time and resource and if you've listened to this podcast before you've heard me say being strategic is all about being focused So working out what you're not going to do is as important as working out what you are going to do if we're being strategic. So having that sense of a strategy gives you the criteria by which you're going to say, yes, we're going to do these things and no, we're not going to do those things. Now, I'm not going to dive into all of the detail about how to develop a strategy in this episode because I've talked about it many times before. So I'm going to refer you back if you want a bit more information about how to develop a strategy, how to understand what your strategic focus should be, then refer back to episode 71 called Your Strategy Blueprint. And it'll talk a little bit there about uh, four building blocks of strategy model that you can use to think about this in more detail. But basically, if you're thinking, why am I being asked to do this? This is not a good use of my time. This is not a good use of the school's resources then that is an area where you need to be thinking about, I need to be saying no to this. This is not what I should be doing. Maybe someone else should be doing it. This is not what we should be doing anymore. Things have changed. Whatever the reason, that is a really good reason to be saying no if it is not a strategic use of your time and resource. So then comes the third step. And this is where often I find people find the trickiest. This is where people kind of really come to me for help. So it's how can you actually say no? So once you know your personal why, keep reminding yourself of that because this is is easy in the moment. Remind yourself of that personal why before each conversation. You've worked out what you want to say no to. There are a couple of things now that you can do to make saying no easier. And the first is to prepare the ground with those around you. And this involves agreeing your strategic priorities with your line manager. So whoever that is, whether that's the head, whether that's a director of development, director of marketing, a head of department, 
Agree in advance what are your strategic priorities? What is the best use of your time, your resource to deliver that vision that you're all working towards together? Make sure it's really clear. Make sure it's really specific. Understand, okay, this term, my strategic priorities are X, Y, Z. Then you can proactively communicate those strategic priorities to those around you. Now, obviously, you've had that conversation with your line manager, so they know what your priorities are for this term, for example. But that doesn't necessarily mean that anyone else will know. So communicating those strategic priorities to other members of your team and beyond and especially to anyone who often asks you to do something, even if they're not your line manager. So if there are other members of the teaching staff, for example, that ask you to do something, proactively communicate to them, maybe at the beginning of each term, you know, these are the things I'm working on this term. And you might do that as an individual, or you might do that as a team. If it's the whole team that's looking to say no more to external demands, then being able to communicate our strategic priorities this term are X, Y, Z is really important work to prepare the ground. And then when you're presented with something that you want to say no to, there are three steps that you can use actually in the conversation that you have. So the first step is to communicate your strategic priorities again in that moment. So what is it that you're focusing on at the moment? What are you hoping to be dedicating your time to? briefly explain how that delivers the vision. Make it exciting. Don't say, oh, you know, this term I'm focusing on data cleansing. Like, well, yeah, maybe you are, but you're focusing on data cleansing because actually that helps you to deliver the vision, which is really really exciting fundraising vision, for example, that you have. So that's step number one. Step number two is then to make the link between those strategic priorities and the thing that you're being asked to do. So if someone's come up with an idea, you know, kind of out of the blue, then you could praise the idea and say, that's a great idea, but actually I'm not sure that I see how that fits my priorities at the moment. If necessary, present evidence as well about why that's not the best use of of your time or your, your resources to deliver the outcome that you're looking at. And this is where it can get a little bit more complicated. So for example, one of the things that I was asked to do by a head in a previous role as a director of development was they were trying to make the case that I should be the one to oversee the installation of the new fairy lights in the courtyard outside and that I should be the one getting the quotes, overseeing the actual installation. Because when we use them for parents' events, the parents will be so impressed that the school has these fairy lights that they're going to want to give more to the school. And very tactfully, I had to be able to say, actually, you're right, the way the school looks is important to parents. And I understand that's important for our external reputation. But the best use of my time is actually focusing in on my skill set of asking those parents for donations. And so if that could be allocated to the buildings director who should be overseeing that project, it means that actually I'm going to have more time to set up one to one calls and meetings with the parents who are going to be ultimately thrilled with our new fairy lights. To be honest, slightly oversold on the fairy lights. I'm not sure it would have made that much difference anyway. But the head was absolutely adamant this was my job. I had to be quite robust in saying, actually, my strategic priorities are X and that is fundraising for for the bursaries. Overseeing this particular project is going to distract me from that priority. My skill set is best used in those fundraising conversations. And although I wouldn't have said it this way, basically the buildings director can't have those conversations and I can. So why don't we give this job to to him instead? I have to admit it didn't go 
as smoothly as you might think. It took a couple of times, but eventually we got there that this was not my role. And I was defending myself, my time, and also my team from being involved in a project which actually had quite a lot of stakeholders and was a lot more tricky than it sounds. So that's step number two is explaining how what you're being asked to do doesn't actually fit directly those priorities or isn't the most effective way for you and your skill set to deliver those priorities. So having step one, communicated the priorities, step two, explaining how this idea or this request doesn't fit those priorities. Step three is to confidently say no, to be really clear, don't sidestep the issue and sort of sort of not actually say no, but think you've said it and then it'll come back to you in a week's time and why haven't you done it. Be really clear and say, therefore, we're not going to be able to do this. And that's so that we can deliver that really exciting vision and outcomes that you are really excited about. So refer it back up to the vision that you're delivering and the strategic priorities that you are pursuing. Now, this isn't foolproof. This doesn't work every time, but it gives you a structure to practice, to get better over time and to understand your personal way that you want to to communicate this more clearly. You don't have to always decide instantly, is this something I'm going to say yes or no to? Ask for the time when someone comes to you with a new request or a new idea and say, okay, I'm going to have a good think about that and I'll get back to you within 24 hours or within a week, depending on the urgency. Have a think about it, think about how it fits your strategic priorities and then be ready to go back to them. Another top tip is when it feels hard to say no, just mentally prepare yourself by reminding yourself of the why the personal reason why you want to be saying no more frequently. And that might be personal to you in terms of protecting your well-being, or it might be so that you have more time to deliver on the things that you really care about within your role. The other top tip I'd say is whenever you say yes to an idea, also explain how it fits your priorities. So it's over time you're training people to have ideas that do fit your strategy. So you can use that three steps to say yes as well. Communicate your strategic priorities, explain how this idea does fit those strategic priorities, and then confidently say yes. And over time, people will learn, oh yes, I remember their strategic priorities this this term are X, Y, Z, so I won't bother them with this idea because they're inevitably going to say no. Over time, people get trained to understand when you're going to say yes and no to different ideas. And the final thing I wanted to part with was you are inevitably not going to succeed every time in saying no. Sometimes things will remain on your to-do list even though you've tried to say no to them. Don't be disheartened. That is an inevitability of working in an organisation. And the more that you can feel okay with that, that there's a small number of things on your to-do list where you don't really think you should be doing them, but you're going to do them anyway because you've you know not been able to persuade others that there's a better way of doing it. As long as that number of things on your list is small, you can get through them quickly, move on to the things that are strategically important to you. It's when it gets to the majority of your job doing things which you really think are other people's jobs, that's when it can really chip away at your confidence over time. So hopefully this has been helpful. Do reach out as always if you have questions. I love hearing your feedback to all of these episodes as well. And this is the last one of my frequently asked questions episodes in this little little batch of them. But if you have any other questions you'd like me to answer in future, just drop me an email and let me know and I'll be sure to add it to a future episode. Talk to you again soon then. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. 
the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.